All right, we are back for a bonus episode of the Zonecast. I'm joined by Nate and Sweeps as we discuss the Bears' current situation. A few weeks ago, Sweeps, when the Bears were 5-4, and four, you were talking about how you wanted them to fire Nagy and move in a different direction. Now they're sitting at 5-6. and six. Do you still feel that way right now? I feel that way times about 10. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, having the five-loss streak is pretty pathetic from going – to five and one at the uh, Bears were first in the NFC at one point. If we don't forget, now we're nearing the bottom, <laughs> at least the middle part. But yeah, Nagy, I can go on for days about this guy, but I'm not going to. He has regressed every year, and he was meant he was brought here to be an offensive guru. And if you look at the numbers, he's just regressed each year. So he's got to go. I think he's part of the problem. So do you see them firing him in mid-season, like within the next few weeks, or do you think it's something they'll wait till the off-season? Now, I think if they were going to fire him, they would have done it Monday morning, which would have been today. The Bears tops, the McCaskies, they have never fired a coach mid-season, I believe, or a GM. So I just don't think that's how they operate. I think it's going to happen at the end of the year, and I would be shocked if it didn't happen at this point. So if it, let's say it got really bad where they get blown out next week or the week after, you still don't think they'd do it then? You think they'd wait till the off season? I mean, if I was in charge, he would have already been gone. But I just I don't think they're going to do it. I just don't think they have it in them. Although I think it would be in their benefit to do it now so they can get a head start on things because there are, are going to be a lot of teams that are looking for head coaches and GMs. But unless – they get blown out by the Lions, which I don't think they are. If they did, there is a possibility. There's a huge possibility. But if I had to bet on it, I would say that they don't get fired in midseason. So let's go back to that point you made a few seconds ago where you said they can get a head start on new coaching uh, prospects out there if they fired him you know, during the season. Nate, do you see that as something that's beneficial, or do you think they're better off just waiting until the end of the year? No, I for sure agree with what he just said about the uh, getting that head start. Because if you look at it, there's probably hotter jobs out there for head coaches to want. Because, you know, the Bears right now aren't shambles. It's going to be tough maybe for that team to, you know, be contending. Then maybe like next year, you know, soon. You've got L.A. or you've got Justin Herbert. you got Joey Bosa. And you, you know, it's, it's just L.A. You know, I have to imagine Anthony Lynn, he's getting cancer soon. I have to imagine – um, he's probably gone. Texans job's going to be out there. You got the intern head coach. I'm not going to say the Lions job's more attractive, but I, I don't know. Getting that head start is huge because I mean these guys are already talking to these guys, trying to get you know trying to get these guys picked up. You don't want to be end up with your fourth choice just because you know you're the last uh, dog to the bowl. Early bird gets the worm. Vigory sweeps. I can't imagine. I don't, at this point, I don't know if they're going to fire him. One. Um, one thing that's notable about it is I, I heard back during the John Fox days, the year they were drafting uh, Trubisky, that they didn't even take John Fox's opinion and, and use it at all because they knew ahead of time that he wasn't going to be their coach, but they weren't going to fire him till the next year. So do you think there's a good chance that this organization already knows they're not moving forward with Maggie but are going to hold on to him? Personally, I think 
if Nagy goes, Pace is going to get canned as well. So if anybody knows, it's going to be obviously the McCaskies. But I, I just don't think they're going to give Ryan Pace another shot at drafting a quarterback. I mean, we've looked at what he's done. He, his big free agent signing was Glennon. That was one of the worst contracts I've seen. And then he goes and drafts Trubisky. He had a 66% chance to draft a, a huge-time quarterback with, between you know, Mahomes and Watson. He, he fucked that up, too. And then he goes and trades more draft capital and gets foals. So he's shown that he cannot upgrade the quarterback position. So now that we're on the topic of pace, do you guys think he's more likely to go? I, I feel like if he gets fired, likely Nagy goes with him. But do you think he's his seat is hotter than Nagy's, or do you think it's vice versa? I think it's about the same. I think they're a package deal at this point. And there have been rumors about McCaskey being just pissed at them that these guys. This is their team. They put it together. They're responsible for it. And that huge loss of the Packers, that doesn't help. Because if we look back at past head coaches and GMs, a lot of their graves were dug from huge Packers losses. So it's just brutal. Yeah, I'm going to one-up you on that one. What do you think? Because I agree, I think both of those guys' seats are on fire. You know, there's no way they can be back. What do you think about, you know, Pagano and Laser? Are they going also? I just, me personally, I think you got a clean house. They got to go too. You got a clean house. Pagano has been borderline. He's been okay. He's been okay at times, but he's been pretty bad. I don't want to shit on the guy too hard, but he's just not the right defensive coordinator, I don't think. This defense has really regressed since 2018. And I think he just got a clean house. And Laser's Nagy's guy, so how could you keep Laser? He just got a clean house. Yeah, all four of them, they, I, I agree 100% they got to go. <laughs> I don't see a way around it. Yeah, it's it's interesting because a lot of times when a coach is fired and sometimes a GM or organization still likes one of his coordinators, like, for example, at the Packers, they kind of – talk the floor into keeping Patton around because they like what he did. But I guess if the whole house is cleaned, so to speak, then I guess it's kind of hard to keep anybody, right? Yeah, pretty much. Now, I kind of want to go back into that, how attractive the Bears job would be. I know Nate spoke on that. I want to know your opinion. Go. Well, I mean, a job is – Often, how how attractive a job is is often tied to the quarterback that that organization has, and we all know the Bears' quarterback situation is not a good one. Uh, I I think they'll be looking to draft a quarterback, so maybe that helps for a head coach knowing he'll have you know a young quarterback to work with. But as for if the job is desirable, I don't think very many jobs with head coaching vacancies are going to be desirable because they're all underperforming teams that are struggling. So let's, let's just uh, nail these quick. So we've got the Falcons. We've got the Texans. We've got the Lions. We for sure are going to have the Jets. <laughs> uh, I have to also put, we've got for sure the Bears and the Chargers. We think just those six for the time being, I think those six look to be 
set in stone because <laughs> I that, that guy Anthony Lynn has no idea what's going on there. At least the way that product in the field, not to change the stuff, subject. But do we think just those six? It's been rumored to have eight. I forget what teams, what other teams it would be. Oh, they were saying maybe Zimmer, but I don't see Zimmer getting fired. I hope they do, but that's not what we're talking about. But anyways, um, <laughs> oh Zach Taylor, Zach Taylor maybe. Yeah, Bengals. Yeah, I think he gets another year, but that's it's a potential right there. Uh, if I were to rank these teams in in terms of desirability for new head coaches, I think the most desirable job would probably be the Chargers. Would you guys agree with that? Agree, hundred percent. And then after that, maybe the Texans, just because they have their quarterback. Agree. And then after that, it's you know, pick your poison is some teams with some talent and a lot of teams with some flaws. You got to look at this bears defense It's very talented and you're not just walking into a hellhole unless that GM. No. Yeah. Completely destroy the roster. But I just don't feel like a GM coming in and blowing it up would benefit him. I mean, you've got some pieces on defense, a lot of pieces. Just got to pick the right defensive coordinator to get that under control and then really just – I know the O-line, rebuilding an O-line isn't the easiest thing to do, but you still have some pieces there. You've got James Daniels, who I love, going into next year. You still have Cody Whitehurst, who is under contract, who is a solid player. And then if you keep playing Mustafer, you might have an option at center, which I was impressed with this play yesterday. So obviously both tackles are going to go. At least I think they're going to go. But get your quarterback – and improve the offensive line. And now we don't know what's going to happen with Robinson, but I anticipate he's going to be tagged. There's no way they're going to let him walk for nothing. One concern I have with the Bears, and, and that back to that job desirability for a, a prospective coach, is they're kind of in a confusing spot because they need quite a bit on offense, but they have a great defense. But a lot of the the big-time talent on that defense is getting up there in age. So that kind of puts them in a spot that's it's a little up in the air. Like, the defense should be really good for, for a year or two, I think. But, you know, some of those guys like Hicks, Quinn, Mack, they're getting up there in age. I think if those guys were a little younger, I think it'd be a lot more desirable because then you'd, it's a no-brainer to keep them and run it back and just build this offense around them. But a lot of the GM – responsibilities are to keep drafting now uh, if this new gm comes in he's i don't anticipate he's gonna just use all seven or six or whatever picks he has on the offensive side of the ball like we just drafted jalen johnson i think mac probably has about a good three years left maybe what is he like 29 akeem hicks yeah i think akeem hicks has one more year left on his deal so you might be able to yep do an extension to cut down his cap a little bit maybe like a two-year extension and then load it so that you could get rid of him that last year. I hate to I hate to say that, but that's probably how it would go down. And then you still got Roquan Smith. Kyle Fuller still has a year or two left on his contract. Eddie Jackson is young, well, somewhat young, and under contract. But yeah, I think he's still got a good three years left of his defense. And then I'm building on top of it with what you draft. Just to, I guess, attack on the sweeps a little bit, just to talk about the salary cap situation. I mean, they've got six, seven contributors on defense that are locked in for multiple years still down the line. All right, so to wrap up the show today, we're going to jump into a few hypothetical situations where I'm going to ask you guys a question, and you give me your honest opinion if you were in that situation, say being 
Bears ownership or general manager, et cetera. So sweeps, if you were uh, Ryan Pace right now, let's say you get to keep your job, but you have to fire Nagy. Is there anyone in that staff, any coordinators or position coaches that you'd like to keep around? Anyone at all? Mm. There's a couple of guys on the defensive side of the ball, position coaches. But other than that, I think you got to get rid of everybody. And you got to you gotta go to the McCaskies and say, I'm going to get this quarterback pick right and I'm going to fix the offensive line. And you, you just got to hope that it works <laughs> and you got to do a good job. So, so entirely a new staff altogether. He, except, like I said, there's, there's a couple of guys. Our D-line coach is amazing. But other than that, we got rid of Staley already. So he went to the Rams. He's doing really well as a defensive coordinator. So, yeah, you'd have to really get rid of the clean house there. Sweeps, I'm surprised you want to can uh, Juan Castillo. I think he's been solid with, you know, that shit show going on with the offensive line solid. this year. We're like dead last in rushing yards per game. <laughs> for, for for the shit show that he's uh, been Harry giving. Harry Stanton was way better than Castillo. They, should, they just should have never got rid of him. They just used him as a scapegoat. He doesn't have much to work with, though. Let's be honest. Yeah, I, I, yeah. There's not, there's not much he can do for what's going on. I mean, he's shuffling these pieces around. Just hard him, also. But I just don't understand how I you keep him. Keep him, like the bear, outside of outside, outside. What's he supposed to do? He's got game. he's got all undrafted free agents. <laughs> he's got fucking Alex Bars out there. Alex Bars was a he's got, he's he's got, got Musker Notre Dame. Shit, who coached them all up? <laughs> but I mean, okay, listen. He's... The Packers game was all right with in terms of running the ball. But have you have you not seen the rest of the year? It's been so bad. It's I don't been think, terrible. I don't think you fully put it on a guy who's got literally nothing on, to work with. He has something to do with the scheme, correct? It's his running scheme. Is that at least that's what we're told. I'm talking about I'm talking about I'm just talking about from an actual coaching perspective. I don't think you can can him yet. But if you're getting new guys, you got to get rid of him. Unless he's doing an outstanding job, you can't just keep him around. Yeah, at least what I think is it just hasn't been good. So how can you keep him? I know you're saying. I know you keep saying nah, that it's not his fault. What he 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 doesn't have a lot to work with. But has he done anything positive with what he's got? You can't just let him keep his job because you know, he has he, shit players. You know, That's not how the NFL works. I just, I just don't know how you so can sit there and say he deserves another chance. I don't get it. He's na- I don't he's, na- he's, he's, he doesn't. He's, he's Nagy's one guy. Year. He's Nagy's he just got guy. There. Why are you going to keep him and give the other – if you were the head coach and you were brought in and the GM said, you get your pick at whatever you want for your staff, you're keeping Juan Castillo because he got shit under the stick. I'm keep, as of right now, I don't see a good enough reason to fire him. I've seen enough from Laser. I've seen enough from Pace. I've seen enough from Nagy if I had these options. I've seen enough from Bagano to where they're gone. And I don't, I, mean, look, I don't think Nate's saying he'd for sure keep him. I think it's just he's saying it's not out of the realm of possibility because there's not a direct reason to fire him necessarily. I think a new coach would weigh his options and you know consider uh, bringing in his own guy. But I think you got to kind of – He's only been like like you said. He's only been here a year, and you got to kind of consider keeping him around. 
I mean, it's something the new coach would have to evaluate. Absolutely. If I'm a new coach, I'm I'm getting my guys. I don't give a shit who was there before. To be honest with you, I'm not going to be tied to someone else's regime. That's not happening. All right, so let's transition to the next hypothetical question. This one's for Nate. Nate, let's assume you're the next general manager of the Chicago Bears, and it's it's up to you whether or not this team kind of goes into a different direction with a rebuild and sells off some of these pieces, or do you kind of run it back with this defense with some of these veterans and hope you could still build an offense around it? Yeah, so looking at these contracts, I just you've got these guys, you've got everyone on defense except for uh, Roy Rob. Um, these guys are locked in. You know, you got Mingo, who's on that small contract, is also not locked in. But every single else, every single other player past this season has got at least one more year left on the deal. So at this moment, yeah, you could take the risk. You could probably get him for their highest value, which I don't know how much that is. But you've got Hicks locked in for another year. You've got Mack, obviously, locked in. You've got Fuller for more, uh, for more time here. You know, the one that maybe kind of hurts the most is Quinn, who's locked in for that big, that big number there. Trevathan's locked in, Jackson's locked in, Goldman's locked in. You've got those. You've got the. You've got the core right there. You've got more than the core right there. I think that's not the direction I'm gonna look right away. Is to get rid of those guys. Um, that's not what I'm doing right now. I mean, Trubisky's nine million is gonna come off the books. I don't know what you do with Patterson. You probably don't give him that close to six million again. But you've got some money there to work with. You've got you've got those draft picks to work with too. I right now. There's still some time to go to see, you know, wow, maybe this gets us way worse. But the way it is, I can't, I can't get rid of these guys yet. They've done so much. And like you said, they're aging, but they've done so much still. I'm not ready to give up on them yet. If I'm that GM, I'm still ready to maybe run back with this defense another year or two so we can go with that. But you got to give the new defensive coordinator a chance here with these guys. I'm just, it's just too much talent to really maybe not even get that much, you know, draft capital back in return. You know, we've seen how much or how little players have gone for these days in trades. So, Sweeps, I'd assume you have the same opinion on I that. I absolutely agree. Uh, in terms of next year, you got to upgrade your nickel. Screen has been terrible, so you might be able to – you can cut him. I think he's at the end of his guaranteed money. You got to improve there. At uh, the safety position, you can maybe draft – a thumper or something like that to get rid of Gibson because he is on a one-year deal. You're not going to be able to sign him unless you really wanted to for cheap. Um, and then, yeah, other than that, and then get a new defensive coordinator that's maybe more a little bit more aggressive. I think you're set there for the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I didn't even mention Roquan either. He's obviously locked in also. It's just, there's just too many guys already set in place. Johnson also, didn't even mention him. There's too many guys that are there right now that have shown too much talent that I'm just ready to give that I would be ready to give up on if I was that incoming GM. And some of these guys you can't I was even cu- get rid of. I, I don't even know how you could get rid of Trevathan. He just signed that deal. He at least has at least one more or two years left. Yeah, he's got two years after this one. Before asking this question, I was kind of on the fence with this, but I, I feel like you guys convinced me in a way. So, so I'll I'll take your your guys' side with this one. It's it's also you've got to take the prior GM's moves into account. This is what you get. This is what's getting dumped on your lap. I've got these contracts. Maybe test the waters. I mean, obviously, you're never going to say no to a deal that's too big to pass up. 
but just looking what you're already starting out with, I think yeah, that's you don't just make. get rid of the strength that has been dumped in your lap and turn it into a weakness, right? You just ride it out. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You don't want to end up in that dark hole that's the Jets that have absolutely no talent whatsoever on the roster. And if you do that with that defense, the offense is close to that point. If you do that, if you get rid of the defense, then you're in that black hole. You know, from my standpoint, being a Packers fan, I've been trying to watch the Packers build a, an elite defense for decades, basically my whole lifetime, and they've only done it a few times. So it's hard to do. So I'll, I'll give I'll give that, you know, some play That's time. What I was going to kind of bring in next. So another thought I had was, how much of a window do I get if I can't get this offense put together in time? So is it better for just me personally, for how I look, rebuilding? Do I buy myself more time if I get rid of these guys and then, you know, stock up on these picks, um, bring in some maybe cheap guys in free agent that could end up turning into be diamonds in the roughs? Do I take that chance for my just own personal account to buy myself that more time in rebuild? I don't know if that's what maybe a selfish GM could do just to maybe buy himself more time. Or do I just go out and try to fix this offense before fix this offense before they give up yeah, on at me? The, at the end of the day, that this make, new GM sense? would be tied to his quarterback selection. So you could either way you put it, if that quarterback sucks, he's likely in pace the situation that he's in now. So Sweepy, which O line which O line uh which players are looking to I, keep? I mentioned the it earlier with the interior, you got James Daniels, who's a good young player. Whitehair is under contract and then Yep. Sam Mustafer has shown little glimpses. Other than that, the depth is not very good, so you got to get rid of your depth, guys. You just got to like wipe the slate clean, really, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that massive. You could still get out of it. I believe right both of them next year. Um, you can save six, yeah, yeah. seven million each, depending on when you cut them. Whether it's the post or the the pre-cut designation, but I think both of them could go, and you could save about thirteen, fourteen million in cap, and then. I don't know what the free agent situation is looking like, but you're going to have to, if you drafted the quarterback, you have to take a tackle in the second round then, right? I mean, they need bodies. It's just hard because you take that tackle in the first round and miss out on this potentially great QB class. It's just a really tough situation. All right, so it seems we've kind of discussed this point enough. Uh, let's hop into this last hy- hypothetical question I have to wrap things up. And this one goes back to Sweeps. Uh, sweeps, do you have any any uh, potential GM or head coach prospects that you have your eye on? I know it's a little early. The season's not over yet. And as it stands today, Nagy and Pace are still employed. But is there anyone at this point you have your eye on? So do, do you really – trust the McCaskies and Ted Phillips. That is the question. I think Ted Phillips has to go. And then McCaskey is going to be like, what, do I bring in Ernie Accorsi again? And I don't want that guy anywhere near this GM search. So it's just a really tough situation to be in. So if I'm in McCaskey's situation, I'm trying to find somebody who's done it before instead of trying to find somebody who's getting his first job as a GM. So so not like Pace, yeah, like, basically. I don't think you have that. You just can't do that right now. you got to look at somebody like Ozzie Newsome from the Ravens. He stepped down in 2018, 
he still has a big role in that organization. I believe he's an executive vice president, I think is his official job title. But if you can convince somebody who has experience and who's won Super Bowls, well, do whatever you got to do. Pay him. Pay him. Give him the damn keys to the city. Somebody like Theo for the Cubs. Is that a good comparison? I'm going to know. analogy? Yeah. You can't yeah. just keep giving these new guys and hoping they're going to be like the next big thing. But if you do give somebody who's new to this, I, I love Riddick. I love Lewis Riddick. I mean, <laughs> a lot of Bears fans would probably give me shit for that but i mean he's he's a pro he's been a pro scout for the eagles and washington he's been director of pro personnels he's played in the nfl before he's an analyst for the draft and espn i just think but it doesn't that kind of go against the point you just made i know he, but he, correct me if i'm wrong he doesn't have any if, if you can't find somebody like i just said like an ozzy newsome or somebody who's done it before then you don't really have an option so I'm looking more – if you're going to get somebody who's new, that's who would be my choice for GM. That's fair. That's all fair. Any 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 eyes on any coaches at this I point? I see or not, a lot not, of Bears fans saying they want Eric Benyemi from the Chiefs. And I'm really sitting here. I'm thinking, why do you want to go down that road again? The Chiefs have one of the most – if not the most talented offensive roster we've seen in a long time. And it's coming from Andy Reid, who's the king of the ship. So why are you giving a guy – we don't even really know what he really can do because he's given the best opportunity to succeed. And you could have said that about Nagy too. He, he didn't even really call plays. He called plays for the last couple games of the season, and then he choked that playoff game. So in terms of potential head coaches, it's a really tough situation, but you could look at Joe Brady from the Panthers. I think he's done a pretty good job. If you're looking for an offensive guy, he's taken them. I, mean, I think they're 12th in offense, 14th in efficiency. And they haven't had Christian McCaffrey, so he's done a pretty impressive job there. In terms of the Bills sure. offensive coordinator, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, Brian DeBall. I, he's done a great job with the Bills. But if you want to go defensive, you could go with the 49ers defensive coordinator, Robert Sala. Don't know if I'm saying his last name correct again, but he's done a great job with the 49ers. Uh, if you get the defensive guy, then you could you know, get a good – Offensive coordinator who's established, I'll say. And then you got the the Harbaugh rumors. Um, <laughs> what do you guys think about that? I hope they do. It. <laughs> do you think that would be a bad decision? Uh, he seemed to get, get get a little out of touch. I don't I don't know what's going on there. I don't follow Michigan football too closely, but just past his prime. Yeah, I mean, it's it seems the game's like past it. Him. Yeah, so it's a tough situation. I'd have to look more into the potential candidates, but those are the guys that come right off the top of my head. All right. Do we have anything else to add tonight, or should that do it? Wrap it up. All right, so that'll do it for a special edition of the Zone Cast. We'll be back later in the week to preview some of the upcoming matchups for this week. We'll see you guys next time.